Welcome to Coffee is for Closers. I'm your host, Tim Brigham, and today I have somebody really cool in the studio who's very well known in Chicago. Um, I'm honored to have him. Uh, Devon Chandler's with us today. Thank you for having me. Appreciate being here. For those who don't know you in the in the uh, audience, uh, tell us about yourself. Yeah, so I'm the self-proclaimed best realtor in Chicago. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> uh, but no, uh, you know, been in real estate now since 2015. Uh, I run a team at Dreamtown, so a team of four, um, and we're just looking to you know do things the right way and um, close some deals. That's awesome, yeah. man. So. Um, Talk to me about your team. So tell, you got a team of four people underneath you? Yep, four team of four. So myself, Jordan, uh, Fuller, uh, Melanie, um, they're awesome. Uh, Julian, he's awesome. Jordan's got about five years of experience. Melanie's been in the industry for about two years, and Julian's about a year in. So, yeah. Awesome. How yeah. long have you been doing this? This is my ninth year. So ninth year. Ninth wow. year, uh, fourth year full-time. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So fourth year full time. So what did you how did you get into real estate? Yeah. So um, Eli Masood is like a good mentor of mine. So way back when uh, I worked at a company called James Hardy, we were a uh, cement siding company. So um, Hardy board siding. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Hard, man, that's a hard job. Yeah. Yeah. So I started out actually knocking doors, um, going to different neighborhoods in the in the suburbs and basically had a, a little quick canned sales pitch of, you know, do you know your neighbors, the Chandler's? fucking made up name <laughs> right, and, right. you know, um, asking them if they, if they wanted a quote on their siding. And so um, I started there. Eli was there. He was doing uh, real estate part time. So hold on, hold on back yeah. up. So you started with door to door knocking on people. So like you're literally the guy who knocks on the door yep. and pretends that, you know, you're just in the neighborhood working yep. on the neighbor's house. Yep. And wow. Oh, yeah. You cut your teeth hard. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's a that's a rough one. Door slammed in my face. Cops called. Where's your green vest? Like, do you Cops have your permit? Called? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. Wow. Wow. Fun stuff. So how did you transition from that into real estate? I mean, there is a synergy there, but uh, yeah. wow. Yeah. That's a, that's a different one. Yeah. So it's kind of a cool story. So Eli was doing real estate part time and uh, he kind of knew that I wanted to, you know, make more money and also just kind of level up. And so he started showing me commission checks like, hey, man, like I know you're looking to, you know, make more money. You should think about real estate. And so, you know, me being from East St. Louis, you know, not really ever seen a lot of money. Um, I'm like, no, bro, I'm good. Making a nice $30,000 a year. Uh, I've made it. Like, no, thank you. I'm good. I'm set for life. And uh, he started showing me commission checks. And I'm like, oh, fuck, this dude just made my salary in about a month. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So literally went online. That's a good mentor to have. It's almost like Wolf of Wall Street. Oh, yeah. Literally like Wolf of Wall Street. I mean, before the movie. Right. So, right. yeah. So, yeah, Eli's my guy. So, took the test. Passed it, joined his team at Dreamtown. Okay. Uh, fast forward, I got, you know, I'm branded with his team logo. So, Stop it. oh, yeah, oh, yeah, I know it's it's psycho, but he's my guy, though. So, don't say anything bad about Eli Masood in front of me. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> that is great. Wow. I think it's the first person to come in with a, with a team tattoo. Oh, yeah. That's great. Yeah. Uh, listen up, team. Uh, next meeting, we're all getting tattoos. So, just letting you know, Caroline, Jeff, we're, we're coming for you. Um, no, that that's great, man. Yeah. So, um, it sounds like he had he taught you quite a bit, right? Yeah. Like, so walk me through how the you didn't start out producing, or or did you? I mean, what was it like in the beginning? Yeah, so um, I like to say I you know hit the ground running, right? But now like the first seven, eight, nine months, I mean, I was twiddling my thumbs, like where are the deals? Yeah. You know, you pass the test, you get a nice jacket. I'm looking to part, and I'm like, all right, like I'm ready to do real estate, and it's like you know, it's not how it works. You got to put the work in, and then the deals come. At least right. for most people, right? And so, right. Um, you know, we started out just kind of trying to work on the sphere of influence and tap into that, and and just kind of make it happen. But the first seven, eight, nine months were rough. 
like yeah. literally very rough. Yeah. So yeah. So what changed? Yeah. So what changed was treating it more like a nine to five job. So I'm sure you've heard that before, but basically adding structure to my days. So before, you know, I was the dude that would, you know, stroll in 1030, mm-hmm. hungover. Like, oh, I'm here to do real estate, <laughs> you know. That's the hard part is that is that um, as a fully commissioned salesperson, I think a lot of agents and loan officers struggle with this is that they don't know where the next deal is going to yeah. come from. They just assume that the license is going to carry them. Mm-hmm. And so without structure, without a mentor, without a coach, right, you're just kind of doing busy work all day. Yeah, 100%. Right? I mean, you're busy, but you're not making any no money-making activities, yep. right? You and I were talking about this backstage. Yeah. So yeah. Um, talk to me about that. What what were the money-making activities? And the the audience is realtors, right? Yeah. Talk to them. Like, what what is it that you do that makes you money at, on each day. Yeah. So um, I'll, I'll back up even a little bit and say, you know, when you're starting out, like for most realtors, I'd say, you know, you don't have any credibility. Um, you know, don't have a reputation in the industry. You really don't know what you're doing yet. Like yeah. you passed the test, but that doesn't mean you know how to do real estate. And so for me, right. uh, with Eli, we said, let's add structure to your day and let's put money making activities into that day. And so the first thing we did was we started doing these uh, social media power hours. And so, you know, essentially- Hold on, yeah. social media power hour? Yep, social media. I've heard of power hour, but never social media. Yeah. Expand on that. Yeah, so it's like a newer school kind of approach to a power hour. So Jason Pantana, uh, tag him in this video because like every realtor should follow him point blank period like ton of knowledge shout out jason shout yeah. out jason exactly so he's one of tom ferry's guys um but he talked about you know there's the old school power hour that we talked about backstage of you know cranking out calls for an hour to you know expired fizzbos canceled which is a great way to grow your business but for me it was like i don't like to do that yeah <laughs> you know it's difficult right and so uh, we started doing the social media power hour where we would you know go on uh, social media for an hour do 200 likes 50 comments, um, 20 DMs to get one appointment. And so, you know, just a different approach to, you know, tapping into your sphere, talking to people who you don't really talk to and- Let's slow that down. Yeah. So so walk me through it. So you go through and, and 20, you're trying to set at least one appointment, mm-hmm. right? 20 DMs. Yep. Do you have a script? Like how do you how do you follow the DMs? Yeah, so great question. So even before the script, it's, you know, which social media platform should you do it on? And so for me, it'd be different for Eli or you or another realtor, right? So like maybe newer realtors who are literally just getting in, maybe they start with their power hour on TikTok, right? Because mm. that's where their their followers are, right? For me, it was mostly Instagram. For an older generation, it'd be Facebook, right? And so, uh, or a combination of a couple. Um, so we did Instagram and LinkedIn. Because I was in that professional world, I had a good amount of people who I connected with via LinkedIn. And so similar thing, going through, liking 20 posts, um, making um, you know comments and, and DMs. But the end goal was always to get at least one appointment. And that appointment didn't have to do anything with real estate. It's hmm. just a way to connect with people. And so we talk about, you know, for, for realtors, we're in the people business, right? So, and it's just a numbers game. So if you're talking about social media power hour, uh, phone call power hour, open houses, events, whatever it is, those are all just different ways to talk to people and communicate, right? And so whatever the, the medium is, it just needs to be something that's consistent that you can do over and over and over again. And it helps when you actually enjoy doing it. So right. for me, the old school power hour, hated it didn't do it consistently um didn't like it versus the new way social media i mean that's my wheelhouse like i i grew up as a social media baby and so it didn't really seem like a a traditional like daunting anxiety driven task so yeah that's 
that's something that I get into on a regular basis with my coach, right? Is that he, we're now at a point where he agrees. He sees social media as a, as a valuable, um, you know, resource. But there was times there where we'd have conversations on what are you doing, yeah. right? Is this making you money? Mm -hmm. And he said something to me that was super powerful and I'll carry with the rest of my life. He said, okay. Cause I had this big pitch. Yeah. It's like, oh, I'm doing this and I'm doing this. And I've got this activity and he goes, cool. Hey, um, are you tracking it? Mm -hmm. And I went, what? Um, what do you mean? He goes, well, so are you tracking when you do an activity and then it leads to this and it leads to this and you can point it to the paycheck, right? Show me that you've done that yeah. and I'll believe you. Yeah. And I went, oh, that's actually a really good point because I find that a lot of these people are more social media influencers mm -hmm. than they are actual professionals, right? And I don't mean to offend anyone when I yep. say that. I'm not impressed with how many followers somebody has. Mm -hmm. I'm impressed with how much you're at, you know, activity you're getting how much you're you know what you're actually getting out of it yep. versus my mom already thinks i'm cool right right, right. i mean yep. no, there's, there's yeah. no point to that yeah. it's uh an influencer versus an actual professional of getting to an appointment i love that you say it that way because i think a lot of people are thinking they're getting validation from just the activity mm -hmm. comments likes but they're not actually doing anything with yeah. it right they're not actually getting fundings from it they're just present yeah right do you track your so do you hold yourself to like a goal or yep. something how do you do it yeah 100 so um i've heard a million times from older generations that you know how do you get your roi on social media right, right. like how does right. it lead to actual dollars um which is a valid question um yeah. but my answer usually is first of all it's fucking free yeah like so i'm not really dumping money into it initially like obviously you can boost posts and do stuff like that but for newer realtors, it's free. So like you should be doing free stuff to grow your business. Um, but to answer your question, if I track it, absolutely. And so, you know, we have a business tracker that we use for our team and we're tracking um, connections. So a connection is gonna be something that, you know, it's a meeting, but it's like not related or tied to real estate. So okay. like if I said, hey Tim, let's grab a coffee. That's mm -hmm. a connection appointment. If I said, hey, let's go bowling. That's a connection appointment, mm -hmm. you know, versus um, uh, real estate appointment, that's like real estate related. And so the goal for the week is to do, you know, for me, seven uh, connections, meaning just like seven coffees, if you will. Or okay. Like seven, sure. let's grab a cup of uh, glass of wine. Um, yeah. And then the right. goal is to do five uh, real estate related appointments. That could be a listing appointment. It could be a buyer's consultation. But, you know, we're tracking it week over week uh, and we're kind of starting with that goal of the year uh, and then just kind of backing into it. So if the goal of the year is X. How many is that per month, per week, et cetera, et cetera. And then you probably, I, I would look at that and say, okay, well, how much money did it make me, right? Like, so depending on how many I did, can I translate to the actual commission check, Yeah. right? Yeah. And then you expand on the things that worked and then expand, you know, the things that don't work, start kind of removing those out. Yeah. And that's brilliant. Yeah. And and we're not reinventing the wheel. Like this isn't like the, the social media power hour part is kind of like newer, mm -hmm. but like in terms of like tracking things, like you should be tracking everything, but like, we're not reinventing the wheel. And you know, we're not, I always say to my team, like we're not like putting a rocket on the moon. Like this is real estate. Like yeah. there shouldn't be, there should be less anxiety to ask a person, a friend of yours who you're friends with on social media to grab a coffee or a glass of wine or a beer. Like, Let's just start there. Mm -hmm. And you got to have faith in the process yeah. to know that, you know, you're showing up with like an authentic intention of just like connection and they'll they'll refer you like, you know, I'm an energy guy. Right. So like if I sat across from someone and I could tell they're waiting for me to like to pitch me on something, you can feel it. Yeah. You know, Commission like, breath. yeah, you can yeah, feel it. And so yeah. like I'm going into it, I'm using the old school Ford acronym of, you know, family, occupation. Uh, what's R stand for? 
uh, relationship, relationship and, yeah. and, uh, and dreams. Yeah. Right. And so just kind of using that as like a baseline of like, let's have a conversation. They're going to ask you how fucking work's doing. Like yeah. they're going to be like, hey, man, how's work going? Yeah. And then you can softly pitch them on real estate, you know, yeah. but you don't go into it with like, hey, let's grab a coffee. Hey, by the way, I'm a realtor. Please use me when you want to buy a home. Yeah. Just go into it authentically. And like it might it be. cheapens the relationship yeah, at that point. 100%. You know? when, somebody, when, somebody, when somebody sets an appointment with me and the first thing they're talking about is a pitch, it's like you almost are like, why am I here? Mm -hmm. Like, listen, you could tell me that over the phone and I would have been fine with it. Yeah. Now you feel like your friendship is in jeopardy because it's like. You're only here because you want money out of mm -hmm. me. That's weird. Yeah. It's also why I love real estate, though, because it's the genuine relationships, the ones that you form where you're actually friends, right? That, it's so cool because yeah. you can make money together, but also you're changing people's lives. Totally. That's what we do. Yep. Right? What The work that we do, you're taking somebody and this is where they – this is where they're going to start their career. This is where they're going to, you know, put their kids to sleep. This is where they're going to, whatever their dreams are, you're a part of that. And that's mm -hmm. just so cool. Don't cheapen that with money. That, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Right. I, I love that you're tracking things. What I find that some agents, um, we, we have this conversation and I think they, they track up to a certain point and when they miss is they don't track where their business actually comes from. Do you do that? Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. Expand on that. Yeah. So um, we just call it a business audit. And okay. so we do it multiple times through the year, but a big one at the end of the year. And it's just you literally pulling out a list of your closed deals and figuring out where they came from. And mm -hmm. so for us, we like label each one like, you know, which lender, which attorney, uh, was this an agent referral? Was this, you know, wherever it came from, right? And just going down the list. And so um, last year... 90% of my business, actually last two years, 90% of my business was from uh, sphere of influence, but tied to college. So I played college basketball. So it's going to wow. be a connection from that or just the school in general. So it makes it easy for me to say, cool, where should I spend my money and time next year on that shit? Like that's where my money should be going. Like, let's not go try to go spend a billion dollars on Zillow leads or like doing stuff that may or may not work. Let's just focus on this and like, see if we could just double quadruple that because it's clearly working, you know? Hey, just listen to what he just said. I, I, this is the most powerful thing that if you listen to anything on this, on this, this show, this is the most powerful thing in the industry right now is that if you can quantify where your business is actually coming from, if you're not tracking where that lead source came from, you're doing yourself a disservice because you're doing busy work all day. Figure out where your business come from. What was the activity that you did that got you the lead, right? You being active in basketball or, or, or in, as an alumni or, or, you know, and, and staying active with those people, you're staying relevant with them. And you can clearly quantify that that is also has an ROI. So you're doing something that you love mm -hmm. on top of it's, it's keeping you in business, yep. right? What's cool too is, is that um, some agents, they could look at, the different categories of where we get business from, where what's possible. We can obviously expand on that in a different time, but the, the looking at where the, and if you have gaps, if you're missing, right, if you're not getting referrals from your past clients, mm -hmm. that's crazy. Yeah. It means you're not doing the activities that were, that are required to get those from your clients. Yeah. Right. I was talking to an agent one time and I said, you know, how many referrals have you got? And he goes, what, what do you mean? I, said, I get referrals all the time. I said, well, so, but okay. But you get them from past clients. He goes, well, no, I actually, I, Tim, I, I've never gotten a referral from a past client. Mm -hmm. I go, but you've closed a good amount. What? What? Yeah. Goes, yeah. I don't know. He goes, I feel like if I just do a good job, 
I'm going to get business from my past client database. Yeah. And it's just not happening. I said, have you called and asked? Mm -hmm. Well, no. I said, well, that's probably a good way to start, yeah. right? And, yeah. and a lot of people just have to unpack those things. I love yeah. that you've got a system for all of these things and you know what to look for and what, you know, what to cut off. Yeah. Um, where do you think most agents are failing right now? So I'll give you a, a good example. Uh, we talked backstage a little bit about it. Joseph Morris. He's a kid, and I can call him a kid. He's 21 years old. Beast. Shout out to Joseph. Shout him out. Like, got to get him on here. I mean, he is a freaking young stud. Uh, and he's all. he was also in the services. Uh, I mean, like, he's just amazing. So I think okay. he said he's doing around, he's kind of like done about seven to eight million last couple years, which is great. This is like his second or third year in the industry. How old is he? 21. He's doing seven to eight million. He's 21 years old. Sir, beast. Joseph, but, I'm calling you, buddy. So uh, we do this team lead mastermind group uh, every month. And so last night we were literally just talking about, you know, just different ways that we could crush next year. And so he's like, hey, guys, like what? Uh, like what's something? What are some things I can do next year to like, you know, get over this eight million kind of hump? And someone was like, well, like, do you do anything with your past clients? And he's like, no, tell me more. So this dude's crushing it. Yeah. Hasn't touched like no gifts, like no client parties, like no nothing. And so he left with like eight pages of notes on like shit to do, like free stuff and like cheap stuff. And then also the client parties. And so, I mean, he'll easily do 10 next year just from tapping into that, you know, the people that he already closed business with. And so to answer your question about where are agents failing, I don't know if I would say like where agents are failing, but like where there's an opportunity would be to like literally just crush your close your past clients and like spend time with them like i think um tom ferry calls it like loving up on them you know mm -hmm. just being being close with them sending them random thank yous um you know the the, the pumpkin thing that people i think tommy Choi does a, a pie every year um we were talking about doing scratch off tickets on like saint patty's day yep you i'm know. so lucky to work with you yeah right? you know like just that. cheesy yeah. stuff like that but like you know not going to reinvent the wheel and like chasing like ooh, i gotta be getting zillow leads or i gotta go do this but just love on that love on who you know you've already like won over and like let them do the heavy lifting in terms of like like preaching your gospel to their friends and, you know, grow your business that way. So it's truly having a business that's independent. Yeah. Right. And I think that that's something that a lot could learn from you is that um, you have to look at this a certain way that you have a sphere of influence. You have, you know, this, this client database, it's not time to just go get leads so that you can build that instead you've already done a really good job for some people. Those yeah. are, that's the best possible referral source you could have. That's mm -hmm. the best army you could have because they already know who you are, yep. right? They know your service, they did a great job. One of the most rewarding parts of my job is when I call the past clients, mm -hmm. right? And and check in with them and just saying simply, hey, listen, I, I don't want anything from you. I just call and say, hey, I just want to check in on you. Yeah. You should hear the sound and their, their voice just changes. goes, you know, I really appreciate that. Yeah. If you haven't done that and you're watching this, do it today. Go spend an hour just calling people, telling you appreciate them, mm -hmm. right? I mean, it, it does. It's free, like yeah, you said. Focus free. on the free stuff. Yeah, focus on the free before you start buying Zillow and all these other things. Yeah. You know that's, you know, you can do that. It's great. Yeah. You know that you can do those things. But if you haven't done that part first, mm -hmm. that's that's where you start. Totally. Right? And if I could add another point, so yeah. when I started, you know, I'm I'm cut from the old school Deion Sanders. Like I know he's popping now, but like, you know, look good, feel good, play good. Yeah. And so when I first started, you know, I would like look the part. And so like Jay-Z talked about like emulating 
the current version of him, he's like, no, like emulate the shit I was doing when I was like hustling. Yeah. Like putting the right. work in. Like don't just emulate the end process. Like emulate the the work process. Like the you know cold calls or social media or open houses. Like emulate the work, and then the result will come. When I first started, I was like, ooh, that guy looks cool. I'm gonna go get a new suit, and I'm broke as shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Right. So it's like, let's focus on the actual work and like. Yeah, you know the the end result will come, but you got to do the work first, and so yeah, that's a great point. Yeah. And unpa unpacking that right is that is that I think a lot of people think success looks like the end product, mm -hmm. right? Success to people like us looks like while well, you're in it, yeah, right. When you're grinding, yeah. When you when you're you know I've never met a top producer that's lazy. I've mm -hmm. never met a top producer sitting around you know you know just just you know trying to emulate something. They're behind the scenes, they're grinding their butt mm -hmm. off. I mean, they're just nonstop. Yep. Don't ever sit still. And because they know that at any point somebody can take it from them. Yep. Right. That's real estate's rough. Mm -hmm. Right. What do you think, you know, would be something that you would say to somebody who's watching you that is, talk to the person who was the eight months in guy, mm -hmm. talk to them right now. And if, if what we're seeing in this industry is, is, is we've seen a shift, right? We're seeing that, that, you know, it's not 2021, 2020, like, right? Deals aren't falling from the sky. Mm -hmm. Probably looking at it going, all right, well, maybe it's time I go do something else. Mm -hmm. What would you say to that person? Yeah, I would say literally start with like finding a mentor if you don't have one. Um, like get cozy with someone who, you know, is doing business and real estate the way that you want to do it. So uh, for me, I was lucky and fortunate, you know, because I had an Eli um, and now I'm close with, you know, a, a handful of realtors. But, you know, find a person who is doing what you want to do and showing up how you want to show up and like literally DM them or give them a call yeah. um, because chances are they've been through a down market before and they can kind of tell you how to navigate it. And like a really, really good mentor is going to say, hey, like, you know, this too shall pass. Like we're we're gonna come out of this, and so just hang on in there, um, you know. And, and Tom Hanks the did. Storm. Tom Hanks did a whole thing on this. I stole that it I from him. You're right. Yep. The, hmm? Times are good. Mm -hmm. This too shall pass. Mm -hmm. yep. Times are bad. Yeah. This too shall pass. Absolutely. Just wait. One hundred percent. Two thousand eight. We saw some of the and 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 I thought that was gonna be it. That was gonna be the worst that we'd seen um, in regards to you know foreclosures and all of those things. And I want to be clear, it was so far. This isn't anything like that. It just means business is slow. Mm -hmm. Back then, we saw rampant foreclosures and people were losing their houses, right? That's not what's happening right now. Right. We have a lull period due to rates. And the craziest thing is, is that in 2008, when everybody was so panicking and dropping their properties and everything was just dominoing, if you waited seven years, seven years and just hung on, the graphs will tell you we were above in appreciation, mm -hmm. we were above values seven years later. Mm. All you had to do was hang tight, Yeah. right? What comes next is rates drop mm -hmm. and we will see the market rebound. Yeah. I just reported on this, I just posted it. Um, we've lost half of the mortgage loan originators across the country because mm. they just can't, they, they, mm. they're not gonna hack it anymore. Either yeah. the old timers are done or you know the newer guys are just, oh, this isn't easy money anymore. Right. What do you think is gonna happen to realtors? Yeah, so I think we're seeing similar things. I think last time I saw the numbers, it was like 60,000 uh, were out of the business. And I think, oh, wow. yeah, and I think, you know, in, in real estate, uh, what is it? Um, 90% or 10% of realtors do 90% of the volume. Right. So I think that the people who are hustlers and like, you know, are grinders are fine. Like it's a tough year, but like there's still deals being closed, you know, which is like my motivation. I'm like, well, 
that motherfucker just closed the deal. Like I gotta, let me go back on social media. Let me tap into my sphere. Um, but I think that, you know, the, the strongest are going to survive and people are going to get out of the industry, yeah. um, but we were inflated anyway from, you know, what was it? Two years ago when there were so many people who came into the industry for the easy money, which, easy money, right? Yeah. Good right. for you. Like, I hope you made some money. But, you know, I think that the, the stronger realtors will survive, like the people who, you know, have systems in place and, you know, saved properly, um, all that good stuff. So I think it'll be, you know, probably going to piss some people off with this. But what you said was true is that I don't know a top producer that if you called them out of the blue and said, look, I'm struggling. Can I please pick your brain for a minute? I don't know a single one that would hang up on you. Yeah. You know, they may be busy and say, hey, I'll call you back or let's set an appointment yep. or something. But I, I don't know a single person who wouldn't be more than willing to hand the torch over. Yep. Tommy Choi, right? Same yep. thing. He, he yep. loves he loves pouring into people. So mm -hmm. sorry, Tommy, if that makes your phone ring, but you know, <laughs> it is what it is. Well, I think to your point, like, and I'm, there's levels to this, right? You know, your Laracies and TCs, like, you know, we're striving, I'm striving to be there, right? Mm -hmm. But I think that, like, they understand how difficult the industry is. And at one point, they were starting out and like they had someone who they could call to help them through tough times or like, hey, I'm dealing with this sort of client or like, you know, no one in my sphere is, you know, buying right now. Like, what should I be doing? You right. Know? And so I think that because they've been through it, like they're more open to, you know, picking up the phone and taking five minutes to like, you know, give you some advice or like at least pointing you in a direction you should be going into. At least that's been my experience. So. Absolutely. Yeah. Any other resources you think out there? What do you go to to get your, your besides your mentors and coaches, what organizations are you a part of or, or what do you recommend, you know, that's out there that, that people should check into? So glad you asked that question. So in terms of organizations, um, so I've been involved in CAR, um, Chicago Association of Realtors, for the past six years, I think. And um, one that's near and dear to my heart is YPN, Young Professionals Network. So yeah. I was the chair for uh, last year. And I mean, like, there's 33 different committees, so pick one. But for me, CAR was the one that kind of, you know, was my tribe. So I went to one of the breakfasts. Grace Kagi was the president at the time. And literally, I walk into this room and I'm like, who the hell are all these people? Like, what's like, what is this? And, you know, it was a panel about um, how to literally write uh, a contract. And I didn't know how to do it. So I was like, oh, wow, this is great. Like, I was just, you know, need to learn how to do this. And so, yeah. yeah. Um, but what ended up happening is like, you know, you find your tribe and you meet like minded people who are either, you know, hustlers as well. Um, and they're kind of newer, too, and they're struggling with the same things you're struggling with. And you can kind of, you know, form a bond and start to learn how to grow together. So um, the effect that happened that I didn't account for was now getting business nationally from, you know, realtors who are in other YPNs across the country. Oh, you wow. Know? Yeah. And so, you know, that's something that was not intentional at first but like we talked about earlier auditing your business in terms of like learning where deals are coming from like i looked up one day and i was like wow i got three deals this year from realtors from out of the uh, out of the state like how do i get more of that so i got more involved and just kind of snowball effect and here we are i think that's something that a lot of people miss on is that they're so work they're working on zillow leads or or just clients that are interested or whatnot but we are an industry that takes care of each other, mm -hmm. right? And if you're a quality human and you other, surround yourself with other quality humans, there's a dividend out there. Yeah. You know, there's plenty of agents in other states that, you know, they just want their client to land safely. They don't want them to leave their state. You know, they're moving from Texas to Illinois, whatever, right? They just want to make sure they're putting with somebody who's going to be just as professional or take care of them because they don't want the phone call back of, 
Oh yeah, I mean it's sure different out here. I mean mm-hmm. this guy doesn't answer his phone or yep. something, right? I mean it's 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 it, it, so there's something definitely there through social media and through these groups that that it's people free. and it's free, <laughs> it's free, right? Nothing better than getting that phone call yep. saying, "Oh yeah, hey, do you want a client that's ready to go?" Yeah, you know that's awesome. Yeah. Well, I appreciate your time today. Yeah. You're, you're an amazing person, and I, I think a lot of people are going to get a lot out of this. And uh, I thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Great man.